When you talk about teach us to pray and that ability to recognize who God is and the nature of God and recognizing how powerful he is and how majestic he is and recognizing how finite I am, that should produce a sense of humility within me. That's why prayer is that sense of humbling myself and saying, Lord, I need you. I need your presence. I need your spirit. I need your guidance. I need your uh, grace, your mercy. And unfortunately, a we don't stay that way when everything's going good. We have a tendency to become a little lackadaisical in that. But when we get desperate, when the bottom's dropped out, when our child is sick, I'm willing to press through the crowd. When I've tried all the other doctors, I'm ready to, I gotta touch the hem of his garment. When I have done all I can do, and that's where that sustaining, and that's where I mentioned here in Acts 12 about Simon Peter and the church was praying and didn't quite believe it. But guess what? Even if you don't believe it, the enemy tries to tell you, what's the use? You've prayed before. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop. You say, well, I've tried it. I've prayed. And in fact, I was talking to someone this afternoon. And they said, I guess all I can do is pray. And I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, you can pray. That's not all you can do. That should be the first thing you do. It's not the last resort. It's, guess what? I can pray. And you say, why? Because the Bible is clear. The effectual, what does that word mean? Effectual, fervent, what does that word mean? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. The name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. One eats the fastest, gets the most. Amen. Sorry, I don't know that that gets on the blip of the radar for a fervency. Oh Lord, bless the food. It's fervent, all right, but I'm trying to hurry through it. But there's something about fervency. It's like the fire. It's the passion. You know, we say, oh, they're fiery. They're emotional. They're passionate. They get angry. They get frustrated. And yet, when we come to the house of the Lord, a lot of times we mask all of that. And the Lord wants that intensity of love, passion, fervency. That's why when David, and notice what David wrote in Psalms 18, and I, I brushed through it, but he said the sorrows of death. 
ungodly men made me afraid, the sorrows of hell, the snares of death. In my distress, in my distress, I'm overwhelmed. I called on the Lord and I cried unto my God. You say, I'm desperate. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry, go ahead, came up before him, even into his ears. When the Lord hears, guess what? When I start crying in desperation, guess what? All of a sudden the earth shook. The foundations were moved because he was wroth. You say, well, if he just said, as a father would give to his children, what would make a parent any more angry than to see one of their kids getting picked on by a bully? Huh? You say, well, the devil's been after me and I don't know what to do. Cry out. Pray. Worship. He said fire went out of his smoke, out of his nostrils, fire out of his mouth. Coals were kindled. He bowed the heavens, came down. Darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and did fly. He did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. When you feel like you don't know which way to go, you don't have any answer, I'm telling you, you don't know what to do, you're confused, that's the place where God can show himself strong right there in the middle of the darkest hour. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. His pavilion round about him were dark waters, thick clouds in the sky, and brightness was before him, and the thick clouds passed, hailstones, coals of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The highest gave his voice, hailstones, coals of fire. Yea, he sent his arrows, scattered them, shot out lightnings, discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen. The fountains of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of thy breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above. He took me and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from them which hated me. They were too strong for me. But guess what? The Lord stepped in. Aren't you thankful when you pray, when you cry out? It's the answer. He said, I'll answer speedily. And I, I read Habakkuk and brushed through it quickly, but Habakkuk said the same thing. In the midst of captivity, in the midst of the trouble in Israel, he said, the earth was full of his praise. His glory covered the heavens. Brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. That meant power. And Hosea, Habakkuk said it like this. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, no matter what's happening in our world, 
we know how to pray. We know how to worship. No matter what's happening in the economy, the fruit of the vine, the olives shall fail. The fields yield no meat. The flock be cut off from the fold. No herd in the stall. Yet will I rejoice. Why am I doing that? Because I am putting some coals of fire in my censer. Because if we don't stand in the gap, who will? That's why you've heard me say repeatedly, when the church is gone from here, I wouldn't want to be in the world. When there's nobody praying, when there's nobody holding back the darkness. And he said, he shall make my feet like hinds feet, cause me to walk on high places. This fire, this incense, as I read in Psalms and Revelation, and then I told you the story of numbers of what happened. I, I want you to understand numbers the 16th chapter. When you read the censors and the fact that and I and I say this humbly, but Moses fell down and treated the Lord. The Lord swallowed him up. They took their censers, nailed it to the Ark of the Covenant. The people got mad. And what did Moses do? He said, you guys go to the altar, get some coals of fire, and then run back out into the people and start waving the censer. Why? That sweet-smelling savor. That's the only thing stopping between death and life. When you see the emotional response of so many folks, the death, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, almost to the point of gnashing of teeth. <laughs> the church is the only thing that ought to put off a different smell. They ought to be able to say, there's something different about you. Why aren't you so mad about all the... Why aren't you so upset about what's going on? Why aren't you so worried about the economy? Why aren't you so worried about inflation? Why aren't you so... You know why? Because I know a God. I know the God that said, let there be light. <laughs> well, but the doctor just said, and I appreciate that doctor, but he doesn't know the chief physician. You don't understand. I get to talk to the head of the whole department. Understand, he may have had a bad report, but you got to understand who I get to walk in and talk to. That's why I pray because there's something different about what I can do than what they can do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it arrogantly, but that's who I am. I am a child of the king. Oh, hallelujah. That's why I pray. That's why I do the censor. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to worship the Lord, and we're just going to talk to him. I know we prayed. There's some cards up here that are for the uh, Easter revival, a blessing card. If you want to come and take one, if you want to just worship, get some fire flowing in you, 
and man and dose it with incense. Why? Because I don't know what I'm going to face this week. But one thing I do know is I'm going to have to stand between death and it's going to take all the incense I got. It's going to take all the worship that I have to be able to keep a sweet spirit.